0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Uh, we have some games that have much shorter spreads. They are tighter games, so at least we have that going for us. But, Jinx, I'm thinking to myself, it's Masters Week. We have baseball, who is new and mm-hmm. front of mind for me. Do you have trouble, like, feigning interest for the NBA right now?
1: Yes, Absolutely. Like, let me be very honest. I don't care if the Pelicans get the six seed or the 8th seed or the 9th seed. I don't care if the NBA decides to just randomly suspend the Pelicans from NBA playoff contention. We know who the good teams are. They're not going to win the title. You know what I mean? So, yes, it, it's interesting a little bit when you talk about jockeying the proposition because in both conferences, there are teams that – depending on how these final three or four games go, could move up three or four spots or fall three or four spots. So it is interesting in that respect. But at the end of the day, like we know who the teams are. I, I'm not a believer in – and playoff basketball is exciting, but I'm not a believer in some of these lower-seeded teams making a serious run. The NBA is very top-heavy in both conferences, so I am ready for the playoffs.
0: Oh, same. But here's where this has like a betting angle to it. You kind of have to exercise some discipline sometimes because right now I see baseball and it's new and it's exciting. And it's kind of like having a shiny new toy that you want to play with. But from a betting standpoint, we don't have a whole season of trends and numbers and stats to back up some of our plays. So it's kind of a little bit more volatile as opposed to the NBA that has a season's worth of numbers And we know what we're getting from these teams for the most part. Like, there's still landmines everywhere where it's teams that, you know, are playing on a back-to-back. They don't have anything to play for. Or it's, you know, teams like the Rockets that are literally tanking and somehow beat the Nuggets just last night. But do you see that angle and say to yourself, okay, maybe I should be paying attention to the NBA simply because we have more ammo for our bets?
1: To a point, but what am I going to take away from – the Nuggets losing to the Rockets outside of the fact that maybe they weren't motivated for this game. Maybe they were they were taking the Rockets for granted. If it's one game and it's one upset, it's like when the Bucks got drilled by the Celtics. Or was it last week where Boston went into Milwaukee and just destroyed Milwaukee? One-game sample sizes don't do anything for me. And I'll watch – different pundits on TV and like, oh, does this concern you? I was like, it's one game. One game does not concern me. Teams playing poorly down the stretch or teams playing well down the stretch, that's something that I pay attention to. But just because you struggle in one game, we—we, we, this is why March Madness is so great, right? Because all it takes is one great team, a a team that is a massive favorite to have an off-shooting night, and then the dog can win. And when you have that many games, just by virtue of of the volume of games, that will happen. So same thing goes for the NBA. One game is not going to convince me that all of a sudden a team doesn't have the juice.
0: I don't think you understood what I was asking. Like I'm asking, should we be betting on the NBA right now? Because we do have a larger sample size as opposed to looking at baseball and we only have like a week's worth of game. And yes, it's fun and exciting because it's new. But for basketball... Even if I'm not super interested in these games, we have more okay. trends and more ammo to go on for our bets. So, like, should we be paying attention to the NBA from a betting standpoint for that reason?
1: No, because the problem is, is that you don't know who's going to sit out. Some teams aren't even playing their best basketball right now. Like, the I can't believe the Rockets won last night. The Pistons don't care. They want the number one draft pick. And not only that, these spreads, like, we have trends that we can rely on, but these Vegas has caught up. And so at this point in the NBA season, it's like, yeah, I guess I could pay more attention to the NBA. But also, am I really going to look at a game where the spread is 18 and a half points? I'm just not. And so that's the problem this time of year. You don't know who's going to sit out. You don't know which teams are taking. I mean, you sort of know, but you never know from night to night. Injuries are always a problem in the NBA. So at this point in the season, I think when you get before – Right before the last two or three weeks of the NBA season, you can still start to follow those trends. A good example is the Thunder, right? One of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA at covering the number. But then all of a sudden, they've completely fallen off. You can't trust them at all. And it's because the variables at the end of the NBA season just go completely out of whack
0: right because usually the end of the season can be very profitable in some sports and that's kind of why i brought up this point is because you know like in the nhl like your bets have been on fire because some of these teams have like given up we know who the good teams are we know who the bad teams are same with baseball that's when you play the run line against the really bad teams but in basketball i feel like these spreads are so big and we Mm -hmm. see these players sleepwalking through some of these games that it's just it's not the same thing so The last week of the regular season can be very profitable in some sports, but I don't think it's the NBA, but you know, that being said, we're going to do our best to look at the slate and see if we can pick some winners, even though it may be a little bit more difficult. So let's start, excuse me, with the Celtics and the Raptors. We've got the Celtics laying five and a half total off the board. Celtics coming off a very tight loss to the Sixers just last night. Jenks, do you think that has an effect on the Celtics tonight? the fact that they played such a tight game against another Eastern conference foe.
1: Yeah, I think so. I would roll with the Raptors here, the Celtics. And that was an intense game, right? Jason Tatum had a chance to tie that game before the end there, before the Sixers barely pulled it out. And everyone's going to focus on Joel Embiid and his incredible night, which they should, but also the Celtics were right in that thing. They covered the number. There's a big difference between The Celtics playing the Sixers and the Raptors having to deal with the Hornets. Do you know what I mean? And also, Mm -hmm. the Raptors are a team that was not very healthy during, I guess, mid-season. But they really have gotten better down the stretch. They've won 11 of their last 16 against the Eastern Conference. That's outright. So, I think this is too many points here. I'll grab the Raptors and the points.
0: Yeah, in this matchup between these two teams the underdog has covered in each of the last three matchups i think you play this one now if you like the raptors because there's a chance that maybe somebody's sitting for the celtics it does look like jalen brown is once again going to be out for this one he did not play in last night's game uh, against the sixers i would imagine it's the same deal here uh, especially because it is a back-to-back so i'd be with you on the raptors i will be interested to see how that line moves throughout the day. Let's go to Milwaukee, Bucks, and Bulls, where we have the Bucks length seven and a half, total of 231 and a half. Shanks I remember this matchup from last year and it was the Bucks that absolutely dominated the Bulls. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. it is. Um maybe it's not the same deal this year, but we know the Bulls are a team that can hang with the best teams in the NBA, yeah. usually on a nightly basis. Uh their uh last couple wins uh coming against Charlotte, which is nothing but They did beat the Grizzlies 128 to 107 before losing to the Hawks uh, by about 15. So what do you make of this Bulls team? Do you think they stand a chance here?
1: Yeah, it's tough to fade Milwaukee, but I kind of think maybe the Bulls are the right side here. This is a lot of points. And also the Bulls have beaten Milwaukee outright in two of the three meetings this season. I like the way the Bulls are playing right now, and they can still move up. I mean, both teams are fighting for playoff positioning, but there is less of a margin of error for the bulls they really have to be on point here and can move up significantly even with only four games remaining so i would lean bulls
0: i think the bulls like they could either win outright or lose by 20. like that's how i (laughs) feel about the bulls sometimes and especially it's really hard to fade milwaukee especially at home we're straight up there, 31-8. and eight. And against the spread, it's not quite as blistering, but still a good number. 22-15-2 and two against the spread at home this year. So maybe the Bulls are a play, but I think I'm going to stay away. I don't think I can trust the Bulls, so I'm not going to. Uh, let's go to New Orleans, where the Pelicans are hosting the Grizzlies. We have the Pelicans leaving 5.5, total of 232.5. Jenks, who do you like? What's the play?
1: Oh, man, I don't know. I, God, I can't believe the Pelicans lost last night. I would have been all over the Pels against the Kings, and the Kings won that game easily as I think four and a half point dogs. This seems like a lot of this seems like a trap line in that I feel like a lot of people are going to immediately grab Grizzlies and the points mm-hmm. here. But I do think the Pelicans are the right side, just like the Warriors. We know the story with the Grizzlies, right? money makers at home on the road they are not to be trusted they are awful 13 24 and 1 against the number third worst mark in the nba this season just ahead of golden state and san antonio sabotage factor is this is the second game in as many nights for the pelicans but this is a desperate pelicans team this line doesn't make any sense to me It, it i think vegas wants you to bet on the grizzlies so you know what i'll lay it with the pelicans
0: Oh, yeah, both teams coming off back-to-backs. The Pelicans laying a healthy number here because that's another thing. Like if this number was a little shorter, like maybe I'd like it, but it opened yeah. at two and a half has been bet up to five. So I think I've missed the boat here. Like maybe somebody sitting for Memphis that we don't know, and I would imagine maybe that's the case since it is a back-to-back. Um, but Memphis is a team that played Portland last night, and did not cover they did win but only by 10 as opposed to the 18 and a half point spread so i think it's a stay away from me but whenever you see a line that's a little fishy usually you point that direction i think that spells pelicans for me here all right next up let's go to dallas mavericks kings where we have dallas laying five and a half the Kings just clinched their division a big thing for them because they haven't done it in so long and i saw a headline somewhere where until the Ma- Mavericks are out of playoff contention, they will not be sitting Luka Doncic. And I was like, God, what a depressing headline. The fact that uh, the Mavericks may not even make the, the postseason and the fact they're like, nah, Luka, you're going back out there. What do you make of this line to start with? I know the Kings are on back to back, but still the Mavericks laying five and a half.
1: Dallas sucks at home this season against the spread. I mean, all of the money is coming in on Dallas. Line has moved already two points in Dallas's direction, but I just can't do it. I can't do it. I know it's the back end of a back-to-back. Dallas is in desperation mode, and maybe, maybe there's a letdown for Sacramento because they finally clinched the division for the first time in 20 years, made the playoffs for the first time in like 16 years. But at the end of the day, Chelsea, there's no way – I'm going to bet on the Mavericks. And look at the, to- the total in this game is absolutely asinine. It's 245 and a hook. Just almost on principle, I might take a look at the under.
0: Yeah, because I think what this line is telling us that some guys might have the night off for the Kings. Wouldn't you think so? Uh, if they were playing them back-to-back, if they just clutched. Yeah. Like, what is the purpose of winning this game? And this is a Kings team that probably wants to do something in the postseason. So their sights are a little bit wider than just this regular season game against the Mavericks. So I think that's maybe why we see the money come in. 245 and a half? Good God. Like, I know the Kings score a ton of points, but if you're expecting anybody to sit for the Kings, like, wouldn't the under be the play? And especially if Luca is playing, because for him it's the tempo part that he just goes – so slow up and down the court I know the defense has not been great for the Mavs lately either but I would lean towards the under 245 and a half that seems ungodly well
1: and here's the thing too when I see a total that high it makes me think well not even makes me think you know there's going to be very little defense played that is the expectation and when you at least for me when I see a total that high, to me, that says we're going to see a back-and-forth game. going know, back-and-forth, back-and-forth, no defense. And so if that's going to be the case, then five-and-a-half points laying with Dallas seems too high to me. So that's why I would lean Kings and maybe the under just out of principle on the total. That's just
0: <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it seems way too high for my liking. All right, so let's go out west. Lakers-Clippers. We have the Clippers laying 2.5 total off the board. With a win, the Lakers move out of the play-in tournament and into sixth place. But it's situationally not a great spot for the Lakers coming off, uh, what was it, an overtime game last night? So not only is it a back-to-back, but Anthony Davis, LeBron James, were both complaining about the extra minutes and the extra wear and tear. So I know this is a meaningful game, but do you think that LeBron is like just posturing a little bit and saying, you know, I'm old, like don't expect that much out of me. Or do you think this is just situationally a bad spot and you don't play the Lakers here?
1: No, I think situationally it's a really bad spot. And I don't think LeBron is exaggerating. He is old. And, and, and I say this with a caveat in that, look, LeBron, over the past couple seasons, has fought injury after injury after injury after injury. After injury. Clippers have owned the Lakers this season. They've won all three games. Mm-hmm. I know the Clippers <laughs> are playing without Paul George. Wouldn't surprise me to see LeBron or AD get limited minutes tonight. Clippers still need to win to hold on to that sixth spot in the West, so I would lay it with the Clippers.
0: I think that's the only play on the board that I actually like. Yeah, right? I agree. It's a short spread. I think the Lakers are in a tough spot, even if yeah. they want to win. Uh, so, yeah, if there's ever a team that's not great on a back to back and not great off an overtime game, probably the Lakers, especially since, like you said, the Clippers have been total domination on their home court. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.